So, nope, that's not how I see. <laughs> I do this all the time. <laughs> okay. Hey there, friends. Welcome to Books That Shape Us. My name is Meg Runyon. I'm an artist, coach, and avid book lover. What's my favorite kind of book? It's the book that speaks to my soul. I'm endlessly fascinated by the power of stories to awaken us and change our lives. And the great thing is, any kind of book can speak to the soul. Join me as I chat with friends, new and old, about the books that captured their imaginations and shaped their lives. We talk about novels, personal development, nonfiction, classics, and children's books. All genres are welcome here. We also share reading memories, books we're reading now, and those embarrassing moments when we mispronounce a word in public. It's a lot of fun. Oh, and a quick heads up, we do occasionally use some salty adult language, so be aware of that. Now get comfy, and let's get into books that shape us. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Books That Shape Us. Today it's just me and I want to share with you this idea of books being medicine. This concept of books as medicine or stories as medicine, you know, comes from a long line of psychologists and other people wrestling with this idea. There are traditions out there that tell stories as medicine, as passing down their tradition of passing down wisdom. And I think that's some, it's also something that we can naturally discover for ourselves too, because stories and books can be so powerful. And when I say books or stories as medicine, I'm not just talking about those books that are trying to teach you something like it doesn't have to just be nonfiction books. I believe all kinds of books can carry medicine for us, a way of soothing our souls, of bringing wisdom and helping us understand relationships, understand patterns in our lives, understand our psyche and how just how we live, move, and breathe in the world. I believe books and stories have the power to open up wounds, not in a, an aggressive, violent way, but like help us discover those wounds that we carry. It helps us give, us, get, it helps us give name to some of the hurts we have experienced throughout life. And Sometimes just naming that hurt, naming that wound can help bring healing. And I believe also that stories that can help us realize those hurt part of us can also bring the medicine that heals those hurt part of us. Some authors that I love who, who talk about this are Joseph Campbell, Carl Jung, and one of my absolute favorites is Clarissa Pinkola Estes and her book, Women Who Run With the Wolves. That book is all about 
how myths and fairy tales and stories from different cultures help bring the medicine to the wounded parts of of women and and how women can find strength and healing in those stories. And a few episodes ago with my conversation with Fidel, he talked about how the book that he shared, Wild at Heart, he shared how that that broke him open. He talked about how that book helped him name his wounds and then helped prepare those wounds for healing and brought the healing to those wounds. He shared how reading gave him space, that sometimes conversations with people or being in a lecture or, you know, yeah, having that conversation, sometimes you don't have that space to like really wrestle with what is going on. You can't put necessarily a 15-minute pause on a live lecture or a conversation and you're just like, whoa, 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 let's just, I need to, I need to sit with this for a while and can we just pause? But you can do that with a book. And so Fidel was sharing how his book made him angry um, and, it, and it made him cry. And because he was reading a book, he had that space where he could feel those emotions let them come up. He could wrestle with these new ideas, struggle with them, and and give those new ideas time to settle in and that healing and that possibility and permission to naturally grow. And his story is so beautiful. And I, if you haven't heard that episode, I encourage you to go back and listen to Wild at Heart with Fidel. And I've had those similar experiences with books and books of all kinds. It doesn't necessarily, like I said, it doesn't have to be a nonfiction informational book that can bring this kind of healing. Years ago, I came across a novel called The Little Paris Bookshop by Nina George. And it's this beautiful story of a middle-aged man who lives in Paris and he has a bookstore that's on a houseboat on the river. And he calls it the little book apothecary. And he has this sixth sense, this magical sense of seeing people walk into his shop and knowing what book they need to read, what book will be the medicine for them. And in this story, some people will take his advice and some people won't. And, and you see a little bit of that, like people realizing, oh, the book that I thought I wanted to read was actually harmful for me. It was an unpleasant experience. And, and these books that this, this bookseller is recommending, these are the books that bring healing and soothing. And it's just, it's a fascinating story and I highly recommend it. So it's The Little Paris Bookshop by Nina George. And one of the cool things about looking at books as medicine is 
again, it can be any kind of book. I know in another past episode with Lori, where she shares The Big Orange Splot, which is a children's book, small, teeny book, mostly pictures. And that was a book that gave her permission to be her unique self. And that's a book that she has gone back to over the years to remind herself of like, yeah, life is fun when, when people are being their authentic self. And life is more fun when you're being your authentic self. And the cool thing is about books as medicine too is that you don't always have to go into it looking for a book to be your medicine. Sometimes like the magic, the synchronicity is you just happen to pick up a book for whatever reason and it turns out it's the book you needed to hear, the book you needed to read. It was the right book at the right time. Sometimes that medicine just happens and that is beautiful. And sometimes you can also look for that medicine. What I mean by that is often I can find myself getting into a book rut. And I notice that happens when I'm starting to feel like reading is a burden. And, you know, I have this list of like books that I quote unquote have to read. And it just feels heavy. So when I start to feel that heaviness around reading, I, I often will pause and ask myself, well, what do I need? What kind of story or book do I need? What kind of book or story am I craving? And it might take a while for that answer to show up, and that's totally fine. But an answer usually does show up within a day or two. And by answer, I mean just like this inkling of, oh, maybe I look at my bookshelf and a book pops out to me and looks interesting. So for example, since I'm an entrepreneur and a coach, I can often get stuck in reading lots of business or mindset, personal growth or psychology focused books. I do love that stuff. I'm not just reading it because I feel I have to. No, I really do love that. And yet there are times where, like I said, I can get in that rut. So everything feels business focused or mindset focused or psychology focused. And so like everything is very task oriented or has a purpose. And if I stay in that place too long, it feels heavy. And I kind of in a way, resent some of the books I'm reading. I'm just like, oh, I have to read this book. But really, I don't have to read this book. I am not getting graded on any sort of thing. This is, I, this, the, these are books that I'm choosing to read. These are not assigned books. So when I find myself in that spot of resenting the books I'm reading or just feeling heavy about it, I ask myself, what kind of book or story am I craving? And I when I get the answer, I take that as like a prescription. Like this is a this is some book medicine that I need. So for example, if I'm getting too far into the mindset business 
psychology or coach personal growth focused books, sometimes I will then prescribe myself some fiction, some fun fiction. And it could be something like an adventure, uh, fantasy. I might explore like some comedians' books. Like I have a few favorite comedians that I I love and if they've written a book, I'll I'll go read it because I want I want that playfulness. So that could be the anecdote, the prescription I need, or antidote or prescription that I need if I'm getting too much into the task business focused books. Other books that I I love and sometimes and I feel like I just I need story, I need myth. I love The Alchemist by Paulo Coelho. You know, during this pandemic, I for a long time started listening to the audiobook version of the Harry Potter books because I needed yeah, it's it's a little bit of an escape, but that's not necessarily a bad thing. I wanted a space where it just was a yeah, I guess an escape, but also the the fun of being in a magical world and and also a world that I knew what was going to happen because I'd already read the books and it was a way of me taking care of myself, finding joy and inspiration and adventure, you know, definitely some struggle is is in the Harry Potter books for sure. And having it be a wonderful magical world. There are times where I will look at my bookshelf and maybe I will pull out another psychology focused book. Again, one of my favorites is Women Who Run With the Wolves by Clarissa Pinkola Estes. And sometimes I'll just open to a chapter and not with the intention of reading the whole book, but just like, I need a myth. I need a story. I need a legend. I need a fairy tale. And her book is full of those. And so sometimes I will just like get a little dose of that. And it helps me just shake things up a bit and kind of balance out what I'm reading. So like I said before, sometimes the books just find you. Sometimes the book that you need just finds you. And what I mean by that is pay attention when a book gets mentioned multiple times around you. That's something that I always pay attention to. You know, call it coincidence or call it synchronicity, whatever you want to call it. That has been a really neat thing to pay attention to. And and when I say pay attention to when a book gets mentioned multiple times, I mean like it gets mentioned like from different sources. Like you're not just repeatedly looking at the same book list. Or actually, I mean, that could happen if you look at the same book list and then notice what title or author piques your interest. Pay attention to that like intuitive hit, that like that ping of, oh, that looks interesting. And not in a everybody likes this book and so I should read it kind of a way. Like that, I am not promoting whatever that. 
I want, I pay attention to books that grab my attention on their own, whether they are popular or not. And even sometimes I will, you know, refuse to read a book just because it is popular. And sometimes I will read a book because it is popular. It's, you know, I have got a little bit of a rebel in me. And so sometimes just because a book is a fad doesn't mean I'll pick it up. But sometimes I will pick up a book that is a fad. So no judgment, no shame there. But what's really fun is when I notice a book is coming into my awareness from multiple places. For example, when I was getting ready to record this podcast, I was thinking about this idea of books as medicine and remembering the the Little Paris Bookshop book that I just mentioned. And I walked into a local library and wouldn't you know it, in one of the displays that I walked by is that book. And this book is not a recent release. It's been around for a while and I don't know that it ever made any like top lists. I think I only ever picked it up one time years ago because I was in my library and I think it was on a display or I just saw it and the title caught my attention and so I picked it up and it turned out it was a fabulous book. I love it so much. Another fun thing or a fun story of a book coming into my life is Clarissa Pinkola Estes' book, Women Who Run With the Wolves. I know this book is coming up a lot in this episode, but it's so good. And how that book came into my life is I was reading another book and this author multiple times mentioned Clarissa's book. And I had written it down as like, oh, this sounds really interesting to me. I want to look it up. And so I did. Got it from the library and I tried to read it and it felt so dry. And I just, I just couldn't get into it. And I was disappointed because I loved the author that, that had recommended it and had talked about that book. So I just thought like, well, I guess this book isn't for me. And left it for maybe a year, returned it to the library, didn't pick it up again. And then about a year later, I was in a bookshop in Mexico City where I was picking up a book in Spanish because I'm learning Spanish and I, I speak some Spanish. And so I wanted to get a book from this, this bookstore because I love bookstores and, and how cool to have a book from the, li- the bookstore in, or a bookstore in Mexico City. And I'm standing in line purchasing my, my children's book because I, I'm not that advanced with my Spanish. And behind me are two young women speaking in English. And one of them is talking about Women Who Run With The Wolves by Clarissa Pinkola Estes. And I started laughing to myself very quietly. I was trying, I wasn't trying to listen to their conversation, but we were close enough that it was very easily, their conversation was very easily understood. And I just took it as a sign of like, hey, maybe try this book again. Because the young woman was talking about how 
important that book was to her and how much she loved it. So when I got back to the States, I, I picked it up again. And the wonderful, magical miracle was that this time I was fascinated by it. It's a big book and, and it takes some time to read, but oh my gosh, I loved it. And it has become one of those books that has shaped my life. So it's just funny how books can do that. Like sometimes they're in the air and you just keep getting little hints about a particular book. So pay attention to that. I firmly believe that books will find you at the right time. And if you pick up a book and it's not that interesting, that's okay. Full permission to stop reading a book if it's not speaking to you. I know I had to learn that, give myself permission that, because I was one of those people like, no, I started reading this book. I want to finish this book. But there still have been a couple books that I've started that's just like, this book isn't for me. And that's okay. It's okay if other people love this book. It's just not for me. All right. So those are my thoughts on treating books as medicine. So my offer for you is, you know, play with this idea. Play with this idea of books as medicine. Ask yourself, what kind of book am I craving? And again, don't let the word should enter the sentence. This isn't about books that you feel you should read. This is about asking yourself, what kind of book are you craving? Are you wanting to read? Not, what's a book someone else thinks I should read? So what's a book you are craving that you are inspired to read? What sounds soothing or healing or inspiring? And notice what books keep getting mentioned around you from multiple sources. Notice what comes across your email or your searches or what you listen to. And notice if those titles or authors pique your interest. Do they sound interesting to you? Is your curiosity awakened? And try it out. And if you're looking for a place to start for some suggestions, I've got a downloadable book list that's linked in the show notes that contains a list of books that have shaped my life and also features books that have been on the podcast, that people have talked about on the podcast. So take a look at that. Download that book list and play with it. Look at the titles, look at the authors, and see what stands out to you. And in the show notes, you can also see how to work with me as a body-mind coach. That's my other hat that I wear, is I'm a coach that helps people reconnect with their bodies, reconnect with their inner wise and creative self, so that they can create a life that's full of passion and possibility and playfulness. So if that sounds interesting to you, my contact information is in the show notes. And that's it. So if you are loving Books That Shape Us, you know how to support. You can subscribe, review, and share with your friends. 
And there is a link in the show notes that says support the show. And that is a link to buy me a coffee. That's a website where you can donate money to help cover the costs of the podcast. All right, that's it. So play with this idea of books as medicine. See what comes up. And you can reach out to me on Instagram at Meg Runyon Studios and share what books has felt like medicine to you. I'd love to hear it. All right. Take care, everyone.